Family from the Heart podcast episode number 163. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, this is Paul Young, author of The Shack, and you're listening to Cliff and Stephanie and Family from the Heart. And welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here each and every week to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what's going on in the world of GSPN.TV. Here from the world headquarters and all the th- all the crazy stuff that happens into the family life of the Ravenscrafts. And it is crazy most of the time. Although today we are talking about a lot of different things and... Uh, some pretty exciting stuff happening. Of course, Stephanie, the very first thing that we got coming up starts tomorrow night. I know. Tomorrow I know. night. You know how crazy our life is over the next three weekends? Seriously, I do. I mean, I do. we have this weekend. <laughs> what? I'm the one who plans the family side. of. So, of course, I know how crazy it is. I know. So, you've known about this for a while. It's just now coming. as like, right. oh, wow, it's here already. Right. So uh, this weekend, we have a very special weekend planned because we are going to have folks from the GSPN.TV community coming from all over the U.S. to northern Kentucky for our weekend meetup. We are. I'm super excited. I told the kids after full-time mom this morning that Operation Community Meetup starts tomorrow, starts right now. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because we have... Um, some cleaning to do and some baking. Someone asked me to make a treat. And so um, I'm doing that. Well, actually, he didn't really ask. I think through the conversation I actually offered. But Okay. Um, and so I started that this morning. And so I told him everything between now and tomorrow night or technically the end of the weekend for the Ravenscrafts is about th- this meetup. Yes, pretty yeah. much. So anyway, we have uh, we're, we're having dinner at Abuelos tomorrow night. Call ahead has been made. All right, so you've already called and made our reservations. Uh, we're gonna hang out there and have a great time. I know that we've got some wonderful people coming, and then after Abuelos, we're coming back to GSPN.TV World Headquarters, mm-hmm. and we're gonna hang out here. And do we have? Do you guys have anything planned for no, tomorrow night? It's just hanging just out, hanging out, just hanging yeah. out. Yep. Awesome. And, uh, you know, do we have time we're kicking people out? Any idea? Or, you know, is it an all-nighter kind Here's of deal? Here's the thing. Stephanie's attitude changes <laughs> at, like, a certain point. I mean, people are going to leave on their own. <laughs> we're really, we're not going to have to kick anyone out. No, right. I, I say that jokingly. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people are going to be traveling all day. Yeah. And, and obviously, you and I are going to be working all day. I think there's just going to come a time when... You know, people will just know. Well, yeah. Maybe we should just like right now, just tell people there'll be this nonverbal cue. <laughs> Cliff will start yawning. When Cliff starts snoring Whoa. on the couch, it's kind of time to go. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we're gonna have a good time, and we, we, it shouldn't be too bad because uh, we don't start our Saturday events until uh, the park noon. starts at noon, right? Yeah. So uh, Big Bone Lick State Park, and we are going what? Well, you said we it won't be too bad because our our Saturday doesn't start until noon. But Alice and I have to get up early and go shopping for the food. Oh yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. There's stuff to eat when we get there. Exactly. Yeah, so, so you. But guys, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Of course, you and Allison shopping. I mean, of I course. That's what my whiteboard says. 
Is it, it, it says, says shopping with Allison. Nice. Yeah. Never mind the fact that it's for food for like what twenty five people. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a open space at this uh, park, and uh, hopefully it doesn't rain on us. If it rains, it'll be here. Yeah, we'll we'll back it up to here just in case. But anyway, uh, we ha- we're gonna have a wonderful time. It's gonna <laughs> hang out in the park all day, um, and then the- we don't know exactly what's gonna happen Saturday night. No, no, Saturday night is kind of. Um, still open it can be you know we go see a movie we come back here and watch a movie we come back here and play more games we you know what whatever i mm-hmm. mean there, there's no set plan um we're just kind of playing the evening by ear you know i wonder if we could come back and watch a certain movie called the lamp I, we should that would be cool oh, that's such a good movie well, that is a good movie. But anyway, um, so we're going to talk about The Lamb we in a are. little bit. And then on Sunday, we're going to do our typical, uh, you know, our, our standard brunch, brunch at, Cracker Cha- at Cracker Barrel. However, where where is Chipotle fitting in? I'm thinking... I'm thinking we're going to need to eat again on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm thinking probably <laughs> Chipotle for dinner. Um, right? Am I, am I right? Uh, tonight? Sure. Absolutely. I'm talking about tomorrow night. Well, tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's a boilers. Okay. Oh, that's right. That, that, those are my Mexican or calories Saturday for night. Friday. So t- see, look, that, there you go. Mexican Chipotle on Thursday, Thursday night, Abuela's Mexican on Friday, and then Chipotle on Saturday night. What do you think? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, anyway, folks. Um, We've already had Mexican in our personal menu twice this week. Have we? Yeah. Nice. Anyway, um, so that's this weekend. Next weekend, uh, on Friday, we leave, uh, well, basically Thursday after live shows next Thursday, I have to take my Mac in to the Apple store and drop it off. They are going to keep it for five to seven days of replacing my logic board. Which will be gone, so. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They'll be gone while they have it. And then uh, Friday, I'm thinking we'll leave Friday morning early, right? After you get back from dropping off, what I was thinking was that the kids and I would stay here and finish up whatever we have to finish up mm-hmm. while you run your iMac well, I'm thinking, to Apple. I'm thinking about taking the iMac to Apple on Thursday night. Oh. So it's already there. And so that it's already way there. there's no extra running. And the, okay. That would work. All yeah. right. But yeah, I was planning on going to Nashville um, Friday morning, heading out for there. and Yeah. Getting there sometime in the afternoon and... Mm-hmm. And I can go over there. I'm going to be working with my good friend Dan Miller, hooking up some new uh, podcasting equipment uh, that he's going to be doing to bring in live calls and connect connect to some teleseminars and stuff that he's doing. So that's going to be good. And then after we are after I'm finished there, then we're going to get back in the car and we're going to drive to Georgia and sleep overnight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, we're going to wake up and go to Disney and we're going to spend several days there. We'll be there for five days. Are we allowed to say and the special thing that was arranged for us? I I can't remember. I, I I never heard if we could share it or not. Okay, well then um, I'll just say I did that, tell McKenna finally. Okay, well I know we could share it with our kids. Right. But. Well, no, I'm just telling you. Um, the last time we talked about it, we hadn't told the kids yet either. Yeah. But I did tell McKenna. Well, the uh, I'll talk with I'll talk with Amy and see. Maybe if we can we share can it next Thursday. Share it next Thursday. So, Amy, if you're listening to this, please email me because I'll forget. <laughs> and uh, let me know if we can share what, what I'll remember. What I'll she set up because she set up some really cool things. Amy's a she member did. of our GSPN.TV community, and she happens to have some connections, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> some pretty cool connections, if I might add, right. uh, to to some things down there. And uh, she set up some really cool stuff for she us. She did. So we'll be in uh we'll be in orlando from 
the third no from the 26th to the 30th yep unless we stay like a day mm-hmm. or so and then um and then we're going to north carolina yep to go to the biltmore yep which has been megan's request she wants to see it in the summertime and walk the grounds and you know um because she's seen it at christmas and then we're heading to the lake house in tennessee yep before coming home like july 5th or something like that exactly so we'll be gone all the way i mean we're gonna be gone for a very long time we're gonna be gone for like 10 or 11 days yeah it's it's gonna be crazy how i mean anyway it just drives me crazy because i'm sitting here thinking it's like i'm away from my business for this time i hope you guys don't mind that i will i will be answering emails in the morning i don't mind no because you can uh, answer emails while i do some of the driving that's that's cool. Isn't that what we did last time we went to Florida? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Matter of fact, the last time we drove to Florida, I was most of my emails were related to signing people up for the for podcasting the, A to Z course. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, too funny. But yeah, so yeah, we've got a lot of things going on for over the next three weekends. A lot of a lot of fun things are happening and uh, you know, one things thing that I are didn't... stretching my faith. Let me put it that way. <laughs> so one thing that, that um, didn't come into consideration when picking the date for the meetup um, was... That it's Father's Day? That it's Father's Day this weekend also. And the funny thing is, is that had we been planning it and it ended up being Mother's Day, that totally would have been unacceptable. Right. (laughs) But um, I've already got my card for my dad. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to take the kids out probably tomorrow morning, afternoon time and, uh, and let them do their thing. And you know that... You're like, you're on your own for your two dads. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I was standing in front uh, because I did. I bought my card um, for my dad Tuesday night. And so I'm standing in front of the card section, which at that point was still pretty full. If you don't get there soon, it's going to be like naked. And I'm like, okay, I have two father-in-laws. Let's see what I can. Nah, nah, I'm going to let Cliff do that. just it's it's not something that um is easy for me because they're my in-laws and and, it, and it's not bad i love them both but you know it's not my relationship with them it, it, it's yours and to me cards are important like i love to to receive cards and um i keep them like i'm really i have a whole binder in the garage in our keepsakes of cards that my grandma gave me and that my mom gave me when I was growing up. And um, I have uh, the first card that my stepmom signed, Love Mom. You know, I kept, I keep cards. I love them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're very important to me. So when I was standing there and I was trying to pick out cards for your dads, I was kind of lost. Gotcha. I said, I'll let him do that. Hmm. Well, I'll work on that. But I did pick out a really good one for my dad. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I did. Awesome. All right. So, yes, lots of fun things happening. All right. Moving along, we have a couple different things on our list. We have lots of things. In fact, one of the things I want to just tell you right now, we're going to be including an amazing interview, uh, just a just a divine meeting with somebody that, that has happened as a result of some really cool things. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be doing an interview with independent film director, uh, uh, Tracy Trost. Yes. And we're going to talk about a movie that we got to see that is coming out in September that is absolutely awesome. And uh, I just can't wait to share that interview. But we're, we're saving that for the second half of the show. 
Uh, and I'll I tell you what, we've got a bunch of other things here to talk about and to go through. And the first thing I want to do is start off with uh, Michaela's voice feedback. So let's go ahead, Michaela, take it away. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. Michaela calling for Family from the Heart. I'm Cackleberry on Twitter. Um, I was had a, a, an interesting thought. Um, I needed to buy a present for my 10-year-old nephew. And when asked what he wanted, he said he wanted a PlayStation game. And... We've given him heaps of books and model aeroplanes and things in the past and we thought we'd you know, try and get something a little bit different but the only thing he would come up with were electronics. And um, my other nephew, who's five and started school this year, he, if you, as soon as you turn around, he will be on the computer or wanting to play a game, computer games or watching TV or a DVD. And... Um, we're very lucky in that he's an active little boy and he likes to be running around outside, but he loves electronics. And I was wondering how you cope with raising kids in this digital age. I know you said that you bought the kids for Christmas iPod touches or iPhones, and I was wondering, do you limit the use of those? And um, I'm very far behind on listening to your show, so I hope this topic hasn't been raised in the few months since I'm, I'm trying to get caught up on shows. Um, but I always thought, I don't have kids yet, but if I do, I always thought that although I'm a complete computer geek and a bit of a um, technology addict, I would love to raise my kids analog in a way. I want them to have the experience of mixing all the paints up to make brown because they don't know which shade goes with which and, and plucking the strings of a guitar and hearing the sound resonate around the wood and how that differs from electric and writing an essay longhand um, and having to structure your thoughts before you can move on to copy and paste and cut in a word processor. And um, I was just wondering, is, is that a concern to you? Do you um, have problems with getting the kids interested in analogue activities like that, creative things? Um, and it would be very interesting because I know your family is very technology-oriented. Um, so I hope that um, it will be a topic that you might want to have a chat about on the show, and I hope you're really well. Thanks very much. Bye. Michaela, it is so great to hear from you again. It's been too long since we've heard our one of our favorite Aussie accents. So thank you for calling in. And uh, personally, I don't think that we have very much of a problem at all with our kids becoming technology heads and geeks and super ultra geeks and stuff like that. When I think about my own childhood, you know, obviously there's a ton more technology available to people today. But when I look back at my childhood, I remember all I wanted was technology. You know, when I was a kid, I remember wanting a robot that when I was a little kid, I remember always wanting this robot that you could put some kind of oil in and and it had batteries and it would blow smoke out of its mouth. It, it just little puffs of smoke or something like that. And um, I, I remember wanting that and I remember wanting fire engines that made noises and and uh, I remember getting the the Star Wars Millennial Falcon that actually had light up LEDs when you push buttons it made sounds and and stuff like that. So I, I like those. And then uh, when I got a little bit older, I, I remember I think I was eight years old when my first computer uh, I had my first computer. It wasn't my computer; it was my dad's, um, and it was the Commodore VIC twenty. And of course, he had no idea what to do with it, and I didn't know what to do with it. But I took it into my room, and um, as a matter of fact, I, that that's the one thing. As a parent, I don't want a television in my kid's room, but I had one when I was in my when I was a kid. My mom's let my mom and dad let me have a TV from as early as I can remember in my room, and um, 
Anyway, so I remember hooking up this Commodore VIC-20 to the television and learning, like literally teaching myself without a book how to program computer games uh, and, and how to use basic programming. And um, it, it, I mean, I, don't, I just don't even know how it happened, but I just there's this computer. It could do something. And there was very little in the instruction manual. And I took what was in the instruction manual and I just ran with it. And then I learned new things by trial and error. And I taught myself how to code in basic and and save my stuff to cassette backups. And so I was a computer geek then. I remember taking my first computers apart. Uh, my mom and dad never, I mean, I had an Atari. I played games all day long. But the thing is, is I also went out and rode my bike and played in the woods and climbed trees and started fires when I wasn't supposed to eat as well. Um, you know, I, so I, I, I had plenty of analog activities, uh, you know, a little bit of a fire bug. But I had a lot of fun. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Sorry, I thought that was funny. But uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I don't see where my parents ever really restricted, gave any restrictions on my own use of the, the amount of technology that was available at my disposal when I was a kid. And I look at the fact that I had unlimited access to as much technology as avail- was available to me and look at where I am today. Right. You know, here I am living a dream. I really, I'm living a dream. I ha- I own my own business, which I never dreamed of own, owning my business, own business. I'm making good money now, which I never dreamed of making this kind of money, owning my own business. Um, and I'm doing the work that I love. I, I never even knew you could actually make money doing something you love to do. I always thought it was something you hate. And, 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 I mean, literally, my job is to play with gadgets and toys and tech and to teach other people. And 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 I'm living a dream. And it's, and I think it's because I wasn't restricted to those things. And and now, I mean, technology is so much a part of the future that man, I, I want my kids to have as many experience with technology from the earliest of age because I want them to I want them to grow up with this technology and a and a keen understanding of how it works. Well, I think that I think that as a mom I understand what Michaela is asking. Um yeah, I didn't grow up in a house where technology was, you know, so easily accessible. Um we had an Atari. Many, many years later we had a Nintendo, you know. Um we so my brothers had had games to play, but um, the first computer that was ever in our house was the first one that you gave to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, technology- yeah, I wasn't going to be dating no girl without a computer. <laughs> Come on, seriously. And um, you know, so so technology was not such a big part of of my growing up, and I grew up on a farm. We did, um, you know, get dirty and and you know make mud and climb trees and and take walks and. Um, but I think that, I think that in the digital age that we live in, it's unfair to our kids to raise them analog. Um, I think that you have to find a healthy balance between the two. Um, can you sit down with the kids and paint and make brown? Absolutely. Yes. But should they not know how to turn on a computer until they're in their teens? I think that that's pushing it. Um, because if you do that, you're doing a disservice to your kids who are someday going to go into school and and you know go on to high school and to college and, and university and be at a loss because they're behind everyone else. It's not about giving them everything they want. It's about making sure they have everything they need. Yeah. And and so I think that 
while for you and I, we don't limit, I, we, we do limit yes, screen we do time. Li- yeah, we I mean, we, we do, um, we do make sure that there is that healthy balance. You know, when I'm done here this afternoon, we're going to go and we're going to do some, um, work in the yard. We're going to take a walk to the post office to mail, um, our Netflix back rather than driving there. You know, um, it, it's about having that balance between the two, there- but to raise them to say that you're going to raise them analog, I think is unfair to them. Or, or in, I think, I think raising them, you know, making sure that they understand the analog and the value of analog is is important. And I, I definitely agree. It's all about that balance. You know, Megan's in, you know, Megan's in dance. Uh, McKenna's in gymnastic. Matthew uh, has been in, in between. So- is in between. He's he's been in soccer. <laughs> he's thinking about basketball. He's you know all kinds of different things. But um, you know, if Megan's a an artist at heart, you know, and, and photography and, and stuff like that. And she's really getting into, I mean, she loves to just create scrapbooking and stuff. She, she's real. And she's got well, a her last podcast. She read you her scrapbook. I mean, yes. that's, that, that's what she did. Um, she does have a heart for that. I think it's about finding what your kids are passionate about mm-hmm. and, and encouraging that and being a part of that. And Matthew is passionate about technology. Yes, he is. So, like, if your parents had put those restrictions on you or kept you from that, that would have that would have completely changed your future. Yeah, because I, I we would wouldn't not be, be sitting doing, here right now. We wouldn't. And Matthew has those same passions and those same interests. And so, I just imagine, like, if you think about where we are right now and where he could be, you know, especially in, with in, what I know about doing following your passion and learning what you right. love to do for lo- loving what you do for a living. And you know, to think about what he could be doing as he's approaching 40. Yeah. Like you are right now. And, I'm and two so, years away from that. You're a year and a half actually. <laughs> but I mean, um, but I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? I do know like, what you're saying. By giving him those advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't get everything he wants. We, no. you know, he wants every other game system that they create. Um, he has a Wii. And well, that's, and th- that's exactly you know? it. It's not, and we, and, and that's the thing. We don't have an Xbox 360. No. We do not have a PlayStation 3. Uh, we we don't have all that other stuff. We have a Nintendo Wii, mm-hmm. and in in that way, we're kind of a little bit behind where all his right. friends are. But you know what? My he also loves these little action figure, you know, things called Bakugans, and and he likes he these plays new, Legos. He plays Legos. He play. I mean, so that, Michaela, I definitely agree with you. There needs to be the balance. I hope that the kids can touch and feel things, right. and 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 not completely be overtaken by a digital world. But at the same time, I definitely say if if if, if he's got a PlayStation uh, machine. And and he wants a PlayStation game. I, I, I see nothing wrong with that. Think as long as the, it's think about ma- the type of game that you're choosing. Yeah, you know, appropriate think, for the age. Right. Absolutely. Think about the kind of games that you are choosing because they make plenty of games that can be um, educational and and interactive yeah, what, rather than just you know they don't all have to what, be. What, imagine this. Just just think. You know, I forget. Did ten years old? Is that how old? I can't remember. What uh, that she said that she bought the gift for. Uh, um. It, well, it doesn't matter, but just right. let's just say, you know, he's 10 years old, so. whatever, and asks for this PlayStation game and you buy him this video game and he absolutely, it becomes like his favorite game and he plays it all the time. And it's like, man, this is the most amazing thing. 
when I grow up, I want to make games for a living. Right. You know, and he's, and let's just assume that this happens. And it's like, oh, gosh, what a pipe dream. Nobody's going to make money making games. Blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. But let's just say he, he, he makes games and, and, and he learns game making and stuff like this. But then all of a sudden he gets this, he gets a feeling of a calling and a calling and a passion to serve in a certain industry like health or, or something like that. And then all of a sudden he makes these games that are like uh, training uh, games for, you know, like truck drivers who draw, you know, do driver's tests and or flight simulators and those kind of games. Maybe he does a game that teaches surgeons how to remove cancerous cells. I mean, it just you never know what this technology could lead to and what passion it could fuel. And so right. I'm totally I, I totally understand the the desire for the analog, but I also love the uh Love the love the digital. We we embrace the digital in our home. We do. We embrace the we digital. Do. Hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do is uh, we're, we'll go ahead and I just say, David Jacobs, we got your feedback about the widening scale. We'll cl- include that next week. Also, next week, we're going to talk about the 10 things that we should know about our kids. Okay. So we already have next week's show planned. Sweet. But what we want to do is we want to say very <laughs> special thank you to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com slash gspn and of course if you go there you see our featured products that we highly uh, endorse and we have basically said you know what these are things that we believe in but there's tons of other great stuff that you can find at mardell.com anything that you want just go ahead throw it into your shopping cart and then in the shopping cart there's a little thing that says promo code put in gspn this chair is uncomfortable i'm sorry no, no GSPN, GSPN in the shopping cart. Shopping cart gives you 10% off and is a great way to say thank you to Mardell for sponsoring Family from the Heart for three and a half years. All right. So, Stephanie, got a story here. Here's a story of a lovely lady <laughs> who is bringing up three very lovely girls. One of them had hair of gold. <laughs> Sorry, like her mother. The youngest one had curls. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to our story. Anyway, <laughs> rattle. All right. So, uh, we're. <laughs> Did we just really do that? <laughs> yeah. At so least the I other didn't day, sing it. I'm upstairs in the kitchen. Yes. And you come up and you're like, "Let me tell you, let me tell you, um, what just happened," or I think that that's how it started. Anyway, so you tell me about. Uh, what? Okay. You tell me that this person asked. He listened to your blog world talk. Yes. Asked if he could put a piece of it on his Facebook. Yeah, so, by the way, Tommy asked, he saw my video, says, can I share your uh, a, a portion of your blog world talk and upload it to Facebook? I want to share it with some, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of some Christian film uh, groups on Facebook. And I think that they they could really learn some things from what you shared about, you right. know, about your approach to sharing faith through media. So you give him permission. I said, sure. I said, the only thing is I asked that you link back, link back to my site. That would be great. Absolutely. So later on the day in the same day, right? Yes. Later on in the same day, you get this email um, and it says, look, I got Pat. Somebody sent me an email with this, you know, audio from, from you. No, with a link to this video. With a link to this video. Um, I get hundreds of emails a day, but for some reason I listened. I put it on in the background while I was working. And um, I am, you know, a, a, a film director, and I, I think that you would enjoy this film. Yeah. Right? Did I, said, did yeah, I miss any that, pieces? That's, that's pretty close. And so basically, uh, his, by the way, his name is Tracy Trost. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I had not heard of him until this, but uh, I'm glad that I have heard of him now. Uh, He says, you know, I think you might be interested in this film, given what I've learned about you through watching your blog world talk. Um, I think that the the theme and the message of the film that Mm -hmm. I just finished... Uh, rapping, I think that that it it'll resonate with you, and I would love it if you'd be interested to to watch this movie. And guess what? What? L. Scott Caldwell, yes, Rose from Lost, ha- has a part in it. Exactly, she plays a, a key role, uh, right? And um, so I'm like, okay, cool. And and he gives me a link to a website where I can enter in some passwords, and then I can gain access to watch this movie. And the rest of this is all going to be included because we talked about that in the podcast, right? I don't, we may have or in, in the interview. I know we talked about her. All right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and play this right. interview. Uh, or actually, no. Let's talk about the lamp first. Okay. All right. So, so I come upstairs. Well, the lamp is the name of the movie. The lamp is the name of the movie. So you come upstairs and you ask me if I want to watch a movie with you later, and you tell me about how you went about being introduced to, to watching this movie that you've watched like the first five minutes or, or whatever. And um, and it looks like something we would both be interested in. Right. So I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, we're going to sit down and watch TV tonight anyway. Um, that's fine. And I'm thinking that it's going to be like this homemade cheesy movie. And um, but I agree to it anyway. Mm-hmm. And we sit down to watch The Lamp. Which probably has one of the best messages that I have seen put in film in a long time. Exactly. It's a wonderful movie. We'll talk a little bit more about it after this interview. But uh, here's the deal. 25 minutes, 28 seconds. Starting now, here's our interview that we did with Tracy Trost. Take it away now. All right, folks. We are on the line with Tracy Trost, uh, director, businessman, uh, Christian entrepreneur. What other? I mean, how do you describe yourself, Tracy? Head, head bottle washer usually is a good yeah, head toilet scrubber. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, it is an honor to have you on the show, and I and uh, we've already introduced to our audience how um, you know you and I were introduced, and and how God always seems to work out some amazing things ahead of time without our even knowing about it. But uh, so that's pretty exciting stuff. What I want to say is that we were blown away by a certain movie that you allowed us to preview. Can we start there? Yes, yes. Tell definitely. us about The Lamp. The Lamp. The Lamp is a story that was given to me by my partner, Jim Stovall. You may recognize his name from The Ultimate Gift. Uh, do you recognize that name? Yeah. I do recognize that name. <laughs> Jim wrote a book called The Ultimate Gift a few years ago, uh, about seven years ago, and then five years ago it was made into a movie uh, starring James Garner and uh, did very, very well. If you're a Hallmark fan, you've seen the movie several times, so. My wife is a Hallmark fan. Yes. And, I have uh, seen it several times. <laughs> yeah, a few years ago, uh, I produced a movie called A Christmas Snow. Uh, and that was, uh, well, actually, it was only a year ago. It's funny, we made two movies in one year, but it feels like it was five years ago. But uh, Jim got involved with The Christmas Snow. It's kind of one of those funny um, things that happens. It's like where, where God gets your attention. You go, okay, I'm, there must be something going on here. Because I was, I was uh, flying home from Dallas on an airplane, and I live in Tulsa, and, and Jim lives in Tulsa as well. And, I get on the airplane and sit in the front, you know, first class section is Jim Stovall. And I've read his books, I've seen his movies. And at our company, we do book studies together. So his book was one of the books we did. And I stopped and I said, hey, is that, you know, to his assistant? Because Jim is blind, for those who don't know it. So I'm sure he couldn't see me staring at him. But I said, is that Jim Stovall? She said, yes. I said, Jim, my name is Tracy Trost. You don't know me. Uh, but I just want to let you know I'm a fan of yours. I love your stories. I love what your books do to people. And 
he was very gracious. He said, well, thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, and I went and sat down and didn't think much more of it. You know, first, my, my business mind is going, well, I should, should have given him a business card or I should have told him something. But, you know, it's like, no, I'll just take it as a, it was a nice, happy meeting, right? Yeah. Uh, two weeks later, uh, we were scouting locations uh, for Christmas Snow, and uh, our main character, Kathleen, uh, owns a restaurant. So we were looking at different restaurants to shoot in, and we're at this restaurant called Tiamo's. It's a real nice Italian place here in town. And uh, meeting with the owner and my producer and my uh, line producer and others, and, and uh, we're sitting there having a meeting on a table, and in walks Jim Stovall. And the owner of the restaurant's like, hey, you got to meet Jim. He made movies. You made movies. You guys should be friends, you know, that kind of thing. So we walk over, or he calls Jim over, and we, we talk, and, and I'm saying, Jim, you probably don't remember, but I met you on an airplane about two weeks ago. And he goes, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. We should get together. We should talk movies, you know, and on, on. And, and I thought he was just being nice. So I went, sure, yeah, whatever, and I just left it be at that, you know. And so then uh, we, we finished our meeting, we went on, and then two weeks later, my, my um, casting director was in town, and we were casting the part of Lucy, a 10-year-old little girl, and um, we were doing casting up here in Tulsa. And my casting director says, um, and she's from Dallas, she goes, I'm going to uh, have breakfast with Jim Stovall. I used to work with him years ago. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. You know? and so I guess at the meeting, he's like, you know, so what are you doing up in town? And she says, well, I'm working with this guy, making this movie, and... He's like, all right, I, I've run into this guy like three times in the last uh, six weeks, so he, we need to meet. So he set up a meeting. Uh, I went and met with him. He, he's just great, and he's just like, you know, you know, tell me your, your ideas on movie making. And my, my movie making principles and the way we do things are quite a bit different than what happens in most of movie making out of Hollywood or even in the Christian world, and uh, our philosophy is a little bit different. And, and uh, he resonated with it, and... Um, he pretty much volunteered because when we <clears throat> when we make a movie, we have the movie, we have the novel of the movie, and then we have kind of a teaching book that goes with that I write. So he said, "Well, who's writing the novel part of it?" And I thought, "Well, I, I probably was going to." And he kind of says, "Can I throw my hat in the ring to write the novel for it?" I'm like, "Yeah, can you, can you throw your hat in the ring, Jeepers? I'm I'm just glad to be here, you know." So he signed on, wrote the novel based off the screenplay, and then uh, he wrote a, a nice forward for my book. Um, the novel, of course, is called Christmas. And then my book was called Restored, and uh, that's kind of history. Then after we got a Christmas snow done, he said, you know, I wrote this book 15 years ago, and I've always wanted to do something with it. Will you take a look at it? And that book was called The Lamp. And I said, sure. So I was, uh, after, uh, I, I do a lot of live production, and there was a, a, a show we were doing in Hawaii. So I said, well, I'll take it with me to Hawaii and read. And, uh, of course, I sat down read the whole thing in one little bit, and I wrote a treatment on the plane, but in the eight-hour flight over to Hawaii, and uh, sent it to him, and, and uh, he loved it. And next thing you know, we're making a movie. You know? That is awesome. Well, yeah. I want to I, I want to point out that the the movie The Lamp. Uh, one of the things that that really was my initial hook, because I, unfortunately before this, I had not heard of Tracy Trost, and I hadn't heard of The Lamp yet. Um, and because of course it's coming out in September. Uh, but you, your email, you had something in there that I think you knew was going to be a hook for me. Oh. Uh, um Oh, Scott Caldwell. Yes. <laughs> and, Scott, I, 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 I saw that you were a Lost fan. Of course, I'm a huge Lost fan. And uh, when I was writing the part of Esther, Miss Esther, uh, I pictured Scotty in my head. Her, she was my Scotty, by the way. Oh, okay. And I pictured Scotty in my head as I was writing this part. She, I loved her as Rose. I thought she was an amazing actress. She was one of my favorite characters on the show. And uh, I, I had this image of this woman and, and the clothing that um, Scotty wore in the, in the movie in the lamp uh, was all her own you know it was her own style because awesome. we were trying to like outfit her 
And when I met with her, I flew out to Hollywood to meet with her to go over the script and just having our initial meeting. Um, she wore this attire that she has in the movie, and I'm like, would you mind just you know, bringing your own wardrobe and wearing that, you know? She's like, sure, yeah. She's, she's a very gracious woman, very, very, very consummate professional. It's funny, different actors approach things from different ways, but she, she has to know who the character is inside and out. And uh, even to the point where the, there's one scene where she comes walking out the door of the house, so before she came walking out there with the house, she had a towel over her shoulder, and she was washing dishes in the house. So she was so in character. So that when she came walking out, she was interrupted from this work inside the house. Of course, on camera, we don't see what she's doing in the house. But she, every time we would go back and reset, she would turn on the water and start washing dishes. It was crazy. That is amazing. That's also So Cliff comes and tells me about this movie. And he's like, hey, somebody sent me this link. You want to watch this with me? And I'm like, sure. He's like, hey, L. Scott Codwell's in it, for, you know, Rose from, from, from Lost. And I'm like, oh, okay. I could watch her like every week on Secret Life of the American Teenager. Sure. She's great. <laughs> and I don't think Cliff's seen her in anything since Lost. Have I have you? not. Yeah. So it was funny because it was a big hook for him. But I'm like, yeah, I see her all the time. Yeah, big deal, huh? <laughs> well, I, we, I don't want to give anything away in the uh, in the story, but do you remember what you said right after that? Because because it was right da- after that sentence, she said something about the role that she plays on Secret Life. I did, she, but I don't remember what exactly that I said. It was something so. about orphans and stuff. Yeah, no. oh, yeah. she she plays a she she plays a, a a social worker on. Secret Life. Okay. Well, oh, I didn't know that. So, yes. Know that. Yes, yeah. she does. Yeah. So Stephanie's l- sitting there saying something about the fact that, you know, that she works with orphans and blah, 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 blah. It's like, wait a second. Oh, <laughs> she's a foster mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, that was a, it was a great Which connection. she also is on Secret Life also. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. It, it, it is. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, well, the very first scene that we see her, Stephanie's like, you know, these could be all her foster kids. I'm like, just these are, these this is just from her cast show. from the other show. <laughs> they just brought them all with her. It's perfect. It was subliminal. I didn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, okay, I, one question I have for you is what is your ph- philosophy of uh, movie making? Because that's what you said that... Um, Things are, yeah, a little different. I mean, there, there are ways... How can I say this? In the business side of movie making, the guy who makes the movie usually makes the least amount of money on the job. Okay, uh, one thing people don't realize is when you see a movie does a hundred million dollars in the box office, uh, the box office keeps sixty percent of that usually. So that hundred million dollars goes down to forty million dollars all of a sudden. So when you see a, a budget of seventy million dollars, well, they made a hundred million in the box office. People, wow, they made a bunch of money. They usually box offices nowadays don't usually make money for the movie. It's more of a marketing thing than anything else. Then after the box office takes its part, any money that went into promotion, and I like saying a $170 million movie, they'll put 30 or $40 million into promotion. That money comes back first to the distributor. Then after that, the distributor takes their fee, usually 35 to 40%, and then any ancillary expenses that go along with it. So at, at the end of the day, the filmmaker is lucky to make a dollar a copy of a DVD, if that, you know. Nothing off box office, usually. Wow. And so a lot of people, I mean, with me, they're like, so, okay, you made this movie, so is it going to be in the theaters? And, and I'm like, no, I, I'd like to make some money at this thing, you know. And they're like, really? You don't want to make a movie in the theaters? And I say, yeah, it'd be great, but to, to do that, it costs a lot of money, and usually the movies don't make anything, usually still in the hole afterwards. they got to hope for a large DVD sell-through. Our approach 
along with what you're kind of doing is we're very a very social network, I guess savvy, but we we have a lot of followers on Facebook and we do newsletters and we tweet and all that good stuff. And our, I mean, last year when we brought a Christmas snow out, our sell through was such that I was able to you know break even on the movie pretty much. And that's after working with the distributor and any other expenses that have come out where that doesn't happen, you know, in independent filmmaking very often, you know. Right. And and because Christmas Snow is a Christmas theme uh, movie, it'll it'll come out every year. And, and now this year when we do it, we'll be in the profit side of things and start really making some money on it, you know. And so the lamp is the same thing. We're we're partnering with organizations with the lamp to use the movie as a charitable uh, screening thing. So. Uh, one of our partners is Prepaid Legal, and they have about 100,000 constituents that they work with as, as uh, associates. And the Prepaid Legal folks are going to use the movie as a way to raise funds. So they've been kind of mandated by corporate to do this, and so they would basically get the movie. You come in as a viewer. You know, they invite all their friends, whatever uh, possible you know people that might be interested in Prepaid Legal uh, system, and they hold a screening. It costs fifty dollars to come to screen, and that's for a couple. For that fifty dollars, you get a copy of the movie, you get a copy of the novel, and you also get a copy of the book that goes with it, called Just Believe. And twenty-five dollars of that fifty dollars then goes to whatever charity of your choice. So it's really a seventy-five dollar value for your fifty bucks. Plus, you get to go to the screen and see the movie there. So it's a win-win for the person that goes there, a win for the the guy holding the thing, and it's a win for the charity that receives. And so we're, we're changing our distribution plans, the way we do things. Now, we still have the typical distribution through stores. I mean, our store, of course, all the Christian bookstores will be carrying the movie, Lifeways, you know, Family Christian, Mardell. Mar- Mardell.com, maybe? Yep, all those, uh, <laughs> ChristianCinema.com. I mean, online, it'll be everywhere. I just say that they're one of our, their sponsor uh, Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Our show. <laughs> well, we know the, the Green family very well. They're good people. They're out of Oklahoma City. I don't know if you knew that. Yep, um, absolutely. And uh, so, um, good and great stores, too. So, um, oh no, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I just had I'm to moving down the road here. I detour. Uh, come on, I'm a director. I don't, I don't, I don't coherently speak well. You know, all I say is action. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so we're doing the the screenings or the the charity things is one of the opposite or the one of the ways that we're doing. Plus, we're doing typical distribution. Uh, Warner uh, Video on Demand has picked up the lamp as well which is huge for us because they don't do a lot of independent films. And uh, for us as filmmakers, that's saying, because the first question is the same thing I think you guys ran into is, oh, it's a little independent film, you know, by this guy who's this guy out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, never heard of him. But then when they see the film, they go, oh, these people know how to make film, you know. Yeah. And to me, that's the largest compliment I get is when people say, oh, it's like a real movie, you know. Yeah, well, that, that, that's... <laughs> You know, because Steph- Stephanie's first, and, and and I hope you don't mind if I actually share, she's like, you know, it's like, no. Stephanie's like, after the movie, she's like, here, I thought this was just going to be some cheesy movie from some guy Cliff met off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's exactly what I thought. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie and tell you that, that, you know, I was expecting to sit down and watch, I don't know, pick my sentimental movie here, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, A Hallmark movie or something. Yeah. Well, even what? some of them are pretty badly produced. <laughs> well, okay. But, um. But when it went off, actually, the the movie that I used was that Frank Peretti movie with the spiders. When oh, Hangman's Curse. I yes. like that movie. I did like that movie, but there were parts of it that you have yeah. to admit. Were oh, that was, was that uh, Darkness High School or something like yeah. that? Yes, with the, yeah. the anyway, spiders. It was the spiders. Yeah. That's what got me. But so I was expecting to watch something that, and, and it was just, 
I th- and I like that I went in with low expectations because it far exceeded what I was expecting. I mean, it it didn't it didn't meet them. It wasn't just a little bit better. I mean, it far exceeded what I was expecting. Yeah, well, I liked that. Yeah, it should be. I mean, for me, it should be one that you, when you see it, you would think this is something that could be in theaters, or I for sure would see on television. Right. You know? I, I want to say something to you, Tracy, um, and, and let you... Cause be nice to me, okay? I'll be, I'll be nice to you. Because here's the situation. You sent, me, uh, you sent me the ability to actually do a screening, a pre-screening of the, of the movie, and I mm-hmm. really appreciate this. And, and so I want to tell you, the very first thing I did is I started watching it on my computer down here. Now, I have a 27-inch iMac, but I still left it in the normal, you know, regular window of the service that you use. All right, so I, I left it there. And viewing it in that little tiny window, I almost had the sense that it's like, oh, this is interesting. You know, it's like, okay, okay. But when I went upstairs and, it, well, the, th- the thing is, and I just want to say this, and I'm not going to give too much away, but the movie starts out, and I think the first, like, ten minutes, there's, like, no, uh, there's... Five, yeah, five and a half minutes, there's no dialogue. Okay, so it seems yeah, like longer, but, but yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so for five and a half minutes, there's no dialogue at all. And I'm sitting here trying to preview, is this going to be something I'm interested in watching? And But I'll tell you what, you hooked me from the beginning because as a father who works a lot and all this other stuff that, that uh-huh. you know, I see my kids get, you know, getting older and older and older. It's like I want to, I'm always consistently feeling convicted by God to say, you know, you need to spend more time with your kids. You need to spend more time with your kids. And the whole story starts off on a point that just nails me to the heart. It says, you know, <laughs> dude. Go spend some time with your kids right now. Yeah. This this very minute, put it down. And, and it's like, th- and, and then all of a sudden, it was all about how you and I were introduced. And it was about the fact that we have, you know, it's the message of the movie. And it's like, you know what? I don't care if this movie happens to be, you know, less produced than what I'm used to seeing. I'm going to watch it. And so with the little bit of you that I saw on the web, you know, yeah. I, it, it it kind of like eh, did you, you do know. some research on me? No, well, I did not. No, I didn't. Oh, you do, didn't. I didn't do the research until afterwards. Okay. So, so then, what happened was, um, or well, I'll, I'll explain to you. But then I, I went upstairs, and when we put it on the iMac upstairs, and we have that hooked up through HDMI, and we had the surround sound, mm-hmm. and we made it full screen, and I will. T- it's a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. Completely different experience. So my suggestion, if anybody ever gets this, don't watch it through a little web player with built-in speakers into your iMac. Watch it on your HDTV with the surround sound because at that moment, that movie is transformed into, and it actually did feel like a... It it, feels cinematic. It was exactly cinematic. There's a lot of time spent on the... uh, Jason uh, Moore is a good friend of mine. He's the one who did the soundtrack on it. a lot of time spent on the soundtrack. Uh, the two songs, the two original songs in there are written by Jim Stovall's uh, marketing director, Kelly Morrison. At the very end of the song, you know, Just Believe. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a great tune. Honestly, great tune. For the credits. Um, she wrote both that song and the Heartbeat song. And um, so, um, coming back, we, you, you had originally asked me the question about philosophy. I kind of went off to the business side. Let's go sure. to the philosophy side. Philosophy side is, is it possible to do something that you absolutely positively love this thing that identifies you as a person and do it, you know, with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, you know, all your body, that whole bit and, and make a living at it and change people's lives. I haven't ever heard anything like that before. (laughs) I know. Is that that crazy? That seems so Pollyanna. (laughs) Well, uh, for years it was to me, you know, okay. As a man growing up, you know, I'm 46 years old now, right? Uh, as you, I have five children, 
you know, at 20 years old, I was saying I was going to be a movie director, right? And, and I goofed around with little videos and things. And I've been in the television business for 25 years. I've worked with uh, a lot of live events. Anything, any type of church or ministry or, or even, you know, I've done ESPN Sports. Any, anything that wants to go live on television, I get involved, I produce, I direct, right? And we're actually just, I'll give a plug for something coming up. We're working on a, on a show, a live show out of Joplin to raise funds for the hurricane victims coming up in, in the end of July. So. Okay. But anyhow, uh, so I've been, in, I've been involved in production my whole life, but of course, the goal for me was to direct. I, one of my favorite things is working with actors and, and working on performance and telling the story through through their faces, through their body language, through things like that. Like you say in the movie, there's five minutes without dialogue, but you know what happened, and you're feeling the feelings of these guys, and you you feel for them. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it was enough to suck you in to make you want to watch the whole movie. You know, and for me, my whole life, I wanted to be a director, and and. About three years ago, we were having, and I, like I said, I do book meetings with my with my workers here at, at Trust Consulting and Trust Women Pictures, and uh, we'll get a book. And one of the books you mentioned in your speak was Think and Grow Rich. You know, we did Think and Grow Rich. We did The Ultimate Gift. We did As a Man Thinks. I mean, we've done all kinds of books together. Uh, one book that we were reading, I talked about following your dreams. And the chapter, in that chapter, it said basically, if you could do anything you want to do, be anybody you want to be, go anywhere you want to go, you know, that one thing that would identify you as a person, you know, what would that one thing be? Because you identify that. You know? So I went around the room and I asked this question of all my people. And one girl said, yeah, I'd want to be a photographer. I've always wanted to do that. Another one said, I'd want to be a masseuse. Another girl said, I want to move to, to Colorado Springs. You know? I said, okay, so now you know what that one thing is. What are you doing on a daily basis mm. to get there? Because as we know, a trip takes time. It takes planning. You know, like if I'm going to California, I'm going to research ticket prices. I'm going to get my flight. I'm going to get my schedule. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to have a hotel, I'm going to educate myself on what it is I need to know once I get there, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, my friend Jim Stovall, of course, I'll plug him again, he always says, uh, you know, to me, people will spend more time planning a three-day vacation than they do the rest of their lives. And so we'll plan things that happen in our lives, but when it comes to planning our lives, it's like we just expect it to happen. We don't do the things that will cause these things to happen, you know? And so I went around the room and asked that, of course, when I said, you know, what are you doing to get there on a daily basis? Everybody looks at me with this blank look on their face, you know, and they're like, well, we work here, you know, this is what we do. Because we get tangled up with house payments and car payments and, and, and all these different, you know, school payments, all these things that we have to do to survive that we almost lose our drive, our dream, you know, and I think you dealt with that, didn't you, when you work at the insurance company? There's no doubt. There are days when I just didn't want to wake up in the morning and couldn't wait to go to bed at night. Yeah, because you, you were doing what you had to do to survive. Yep. You weren't really living. Big difference. So, uh, of course, I asked, so when one of the girls, Melissa, looks at me, she's so Tracy, you know, what about you? If you could do anything you want to do, be anybody you want to be, what would that be? For me, it was easy. I said, I'd be a director. I would direct movies. I've, said, I've always said it. I always wanted to do it. always thought I could do it, you know, and that's what it would be. And so she then says, what are you doing on a daily basis to get there? And I looked at her and I said, you're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, bam, she hit me in the face with my own words. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Melissa, I never thought of that. So I went home and I told my wife about this conversation. And she said, yes, what are you doing? I, you know, we've been married 22 years. And she said, you know, as long as I've known you, you said you were going to do this. And she's like, you get close, you do television, you know, you do these different things, but you haven't done a movie yet. So that was my kind of, you know, glass of cold water in the face, you yeah. know. It's time to wake up, Tracy. You're 43 years old now. If you're going to do this, 
You know, nobody's going to hand it to you. It's not just going to appear. Somebody's not just going to walk up and say, hey, you look like a nice guy. You want to direct a movie? You know, I have to make it happen. So I sat down and I wrote, started writing my first uh, movie, which was called Find Me. And it's kind of a geocaching adventure film. And um, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I started researching. I started reading other scripts. And I started taking classes. And I read online. And I bought books, you know, and I, I talked to people who have done it. You know, I started planning. I started educating myself so that I could do this thing. And then uh, I, I, all my friends on television, those who have worked on other movies, I, I asked the favor. I said, I've got, you know, I only have $30,000 to make this movie, you know. i got nine days to shoot it. You know, will you give me nine days of your life? And, and uh, of the probably 45 people that worked on the film, 40 of them volunteered their, their time for me. And the other five were people that I had to bring in who were professionals in certain areas that, you know, that I didn't know personally, but I had to have, you know, people in that area. And uh, we shot that film in nine days, got it done. It's uh, every festival that's been in. It's either one first or second place, or 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 audience choice. It did real well. Wow! So that was my hook. That was I was. I remember the sitting on the set in this real crazy day. And I, if you know if you've been on a movie set, but it's crazy. It's, I like to call it organized chaos because it's there's people running around all over the place, and you got cables and lights and poles and stands and flags and all kinds of stuff everywhere. And I was sitting in the midst of a set. We're getting ready to shoot a scene. And all this is going on, and I looked around, and I went, this is it. This is who I am. This is who I want to be, you know, when I grow up, you know. <laughs> so that was a life-changing moment for me, and, and I've not looked back since. That is awesome. So that happened three and a half years ago. Yeah, that was 2008. Oh, that was November, 2008. November 2008. Wow. wow. So, so tell me, what, what, how many movies have you produced now? Three now. So we did Find Me First, and then we did Christmas Snow, and now we just finished The Lamp. The Lamp wasn't coming out in September this year. Well, I want to say, for your third movie, The Lamp was out of this world. I mean, it really did blow us away. And I'm, I'm eager for folks to be able to get this. How, how would people who are listening to this podcast, how would they be able to, to get their hands on The Lamp, and when will they be able to do so? Well, that's, that's something I want to talk to you about. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say this in front of your audience. I'd like to make a special deal for your audience only where they can watch the movie for free online. And then if they'd like to purchase it afterwards, they can be happy to do that online. Excellent. Well, we'll have more information about that in the show notes for this particular podcast. And and uh, I'll know what podcast episode that is either <laughs> before or after this interview. And I'll mention it in both places probably. Yes, well, I'd like to make an exclusive deal just for your listeners. Wow. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, Tracy, I want to say thank you for taking the time to introduce us. I want to say throw out a very special thank you to Thomas G. Kendrick who happens to be a Christian. That's who it was. Yeah, he, he, his, he is a Christian uh, a movie actor, and it's a dream of his. His passion is, is being involved. He's an actor, and his dream, and he feels his calling in life, is to be in Christian film. And uh, he is the person who saw my, my video on, blog, uh, on my Blog Girl Talk. He's the one who put it up on Facebook, and how you got... It's amazing how it all works yeah, out. Yeah, he's so. a fan of mine on Facebook, and uh, I saw his post. Uh, clicked on it. Yeah, so, so I just want to say thank you to Tommy for, for introducing us and uh, look forward to talking to you more, Tracy. Yes, happy to be here and thanks for your time. All right, my friends, there you go. That is our interview with Tracy Trost and wow, we had a blast we talking did. with him and you know, for, for us, it, it, it means a whole lot more because we had the benefit of actually seeing this movie and and having experienced such an awesome movie, an awesome story, 
and then and then getting to talk to him, right. the, the man behind making that happen, and to learn that three and a half years ago, hmm, who else did a big, huge life change three and a half years ago? <laughs> I don't know. But three and a half years ago, he was he had not done directing movies before. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is his third movie. It, it, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't. No, you would not it was know this it was, was fantastic. It's better than a lot of the movies that. I have watched on said Hallmark Channel. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there are, there are so many different things that I could point out. We're, we're almost out of time. Um, well, not that, that we have a time limit. So uh, obviously we're going to be just slightly over an hour today. But anyway, a couple things that, that one of the things that I loved, and he started the interview off with, God gets your, sometimes God gets your attention and there must be something going on here. And he talks about how he got to meet um, Jim Stovall, Jim Stovall and, and how that whole, you know, it's like he meets him on the airplane, then meets him over here. And then he's like, OK, uh, I, I, <laughs> I get it. I get, I get it. Right. You know, and I, I, I just love hearing that story because it's just like how well, it's, it's actually just how we got to meet him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it was the I don't know if you even know all of this, but it all started with the GSPN.TV community cruise. Did you know this? No, no, because okay. so we we started scheduling the gspn.tv community cruise. Well, I guess people, you know, listening to podcast answer, man, people are out there. There's this buzz. It's like, did you guys hear that Cliff's doing a cruise with this community? Okay. And there's already like 25 people signed up for it. Right. And and it's happening in 2013. I mean, he's going to he's probably going to fill out a cruise. I mean, people are out there just talking about this. Right. Well, that got people's attention. They're like. Here we've here we got a uh, an independent podcast producer who's created this network and people are going to go on a cruise with them and we've got Blog World we need to get him to come speak at Blog World and tell his story. Okay. So it was actually the cruise and all the buzz around our cruise that actually got me the invitation to Blog World. Okay. And then I created a video uh for inviting people to come to my session and that got the attention of the CEO of Blog World. Who then invites me to Blog World LA, which, by the way, also got me invited to a, uh, speak at Financial Blogger Conference in Chicago. Okay. Uh, so just so you know, I'm going to Chicago as well. When? Uh, in October, October okay. 1st and 2nd. All uh, right. But I'm leaving September 30th. We're gonna uh, Pat Flynn and I are gonna do a meetup. Yep. The day okay. before. So uh, that leads to this. That leads to that. Uh, then I do my session. Obviously, I record. You know, I go through the. Will trail. someone please invite me somewhere? Come on now. <laughs> He wouldn't be able to do any of this without me. This Come is, on. This is absolutely no. true. And and I'm I'm joking. <laughs> really. I can I have three children who will probably starve to death if you invite me anywhere. She's joking that much. Um no, I'm I I I say that jokingly. Mm-hmm. Um if our kids were gone, obviously I would be going with you, but but we have, you know, yep. three children at home whom you can't can you, you forget to feed them <laughs> meat and cheese on an think. afternoon when They're good yeah protein. so i i am joking i i don't want people to think that my feelings are hurt because you're doing all of these things because i'm not i'm i'm, I'm overjoyed for you well i'll tell you what I'll and make allison it- did invite me somewhere maybe if we can get a date to work out there you go so there you go and 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 i'm taking you to disney and oh, north carolina and he's doing all yes yeah, he's yeah, yeah, so yeah. gracious oh whatever <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna try to get out of that one anymore so so i go through the trouble of recording my own session right. you know and it's like nobody was gonna do that for me i mean right. they were gonna record it but where does you were that gonna record again? it anyway i was gonna record but i i went through the trouble of making the video and it's, okay. it's like i wanted you know it's like for some reason i felt like to go the extra step i felt to right. go to the extra step and i just felt led to keep taking things to the next level to make right. things happen and so 
I, I went through the st- trouble of bringing all of my equipment with me, my video, my, my, my wireless mic system and all this stuff, getting great audio. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I should put this on my about page. I'm like, why not? Why wouldn't I? And then all of a sudden this guy named Tommy's on the web doing a search not for podcasting, but a search for a video camera. Right. He's looking for a video camera. He comes across my site, clicks on my about page, watches my hour long <laughs> video. He sends me an email and says, can I share it? Mm-hmm. I put He puts it up on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, Tracy's like, listen, I, I get so many emails. And he's like, there's absolutely no reason why I should have clicked on this email. And I have no idea. What, I mean, it's kind of like the whole deal is like, it's an hour long. I don't have an hour to watch this guy I've never heard of before. But he felt led to do it. And he did it. And he's watching it. And then he contacts us. And now we've watched this. And by the way, some really awesome things are happening as a result of this. Right. Here, here's the situation. We are, number one, we're going to get an interview with L. Scott Caldwell. I mean, come on. Rose from Lost? <laughs> I know. We're going to get an interview with her. Awesome. We're going to get an interv- interview with Louis, uh, is it Lou Gossett Jr.? Yes. Who is also in this movie. And also, um, was it, is it Jason London? Yes. Yes. Not his brother, just N- Jeremy. Jeremy. Right. It's Jason London. I, I get the two of them mixed up. I mean, I really thought it was Jeremy for a long time. Well, I had to look at the IMD page, IMDB page, yes. because I thought it was Jeremy London as well, um, whom I know from Seventh, Seventh Head Heaven and, and a couple other things that I've seen him in. And so I'm sitting there, but I mean, it looked like him, but then there would be certain shots where I'm like, no, it's not him. It, it, it's not him at all. So I go and I do this research and I finally find the um, the IMDb page, which didn't come up when I searched for the lamp. I had to search for L. Scott Caldwell and then get it. And anyway, and it's his twin brother, Jason London. So yep. it anyway, it was it was quite funny about how all of that um, went went about. But so we're sitting there watching it. And um, I, you were talking about getting all of the energy. It was Go ahead. Sorry. Well, the thing is, is it's great things are happening. Great things are happening. We're going to be scheduling some time in July where I'm going to be doing over the might be over the course of a couple different days. Right. uh, To to get into people's scheduling. But we're going to be doing a lot of wonderful interviews with people. And I mean, obviously, we're going to talk with the Rose from Lost. (laughs) I can't wait. Way to make the rest of them feel less important. No, it's not about that. I I think people understand our connection to Lost. I know. I know. There's a connection there. There's a connection to Lost. So anyway, we're going to have this. But not only that, but... um, Stephanie, you stayed on the line with us for quite some time after quite, yeah. after we hit stop on the record. Uh, and just you heard the conversation that Tracy mm-hmm. and I were having. And then after you left, because I felt you, like an eavesdropper. Yeah. Well, after you left, <laughs> um, Tracy and I even talked for yeah. a greater amount of time. And just the more I, I, I hear things like, for example, he's talking about, you know, is his own struggle with is it possible to do something you love, make a living and actually make a good living and change people's lives? Is it possible to absolutely love what you're doing? And so many of the other life lessons and principles that I've been applying to my life that God's been laying on my heart and that I've been slowly trying to not only believe, but then to live out. And he, I mean, and he started, he started his with this directing thing three years, three and a half years ago and where he's come in three and a half years. And there's, I, I tell you what, I, sh- I wish the rest of the conversation was recorded because I know a lot more right, about right. The, his story and, and, and just amazing things that God did over the last three and a half years for him. Uh, but I, I loved also about his story. He's got, no, he's got five children. He's got more kids than we do. Uh, but at age 43, his wife, just like my wife, 
says, yeah, well, you should, you know, go make that happen. Right. You know, and, and, and the, the support of your spouse and how important that is and and stuff like that. I just think that's so awesome. Uh, and then I loved when he said, um, uh, people aren't just going to hand it to you. You know, it's not I'm not going to just walk down the road and say, hey, do you want to direct a movie? You got to go out and you got to start making things happen. You got to start moving forward. You got to start doing things. You know, you have to create that video. You have to you have to build that website. You have to you have to start blogging about things. You have to start cu- doing equipment reviews on video cameras so that one day somebody can search you on Google and all of this stuff can all work together. You have to get out there and start living into what you believe you know what is it that you know that that's and and it's almost the exact same question he talked about how he went to his he was with his consulting group and the people the staff that worked with him and they went through this thing and they were asking you know what's that one thing what's that one thing and I remember when I first started this uh, my friend John Bueller says you know Cliff where do you want to see yourself in five years from now and I had a very clear picture in my mind as you know two months from now had no idea Five years, I knew where I wanted to be because in five years, like it, it's so far removed that I can really throw some impossible dreams in there. Right. So I, I had a very clear picture of where I wanted to be in five years. And, and he says now, he goes, here's the thing. Do something, one thing, every single day. Do at least one thing. It doesn't, you don't have to do 10 things. One thing every single day to take you closer to making that vision of who you are in five years a reality. Right. And I started doing that. And I want to tell you, it's not been five years and I'm already there. I am already there. It is awesome. And I love that this has happened with him. And um, I don't want to say too much more, but I just want to say that... (laughs) And, and matter of fact, to even force myself, I'm going to give myself a one minute and five second. Say, I've never heard you say I don't want to say too much. That's more. true. I, I want to say more. But th- there's a potential that Tracy and I are going to be doing some work together. And Stephanie's like, push the button, Cliff. Push the button. Give yourself the timer. All right. Here's the other thing I want to say is that um, the talk about seeing the movie mm-hmm. for free with our community uh, we are working on the details of that. I'm going to, uh, it'll probably happen sometime, probably in August. Uh, maybe, maybe in the end of July, actually probably around the end of July, early August. So, uh, you guys will be able to see the movie, The Lamp, for free. And there might be, well, I, 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 again, I don't, I'm not even going to overpromise. I'm going to underpromise, and we're going to overdeliver. Let's just say that... God is doing some amazing things. Is that good enough? Absolutely. Just believe. That's going to be a theme uh, that's going to come out from us talking about some more things moving forward as it relates to all this. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to join join the the community. community.